KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Public health has moved to the forefront of public consciousness since the COVID-19 pandemic began. Now, public health, I think it's safe to say, was not something a lot of people thought about before mid-March. But a new poll conducted by Public Opinion Strategies for the DeBeaumont Foundation shows the American public is recognizing the importance of strong public health departments. Now, the DeBeaumont Foundation works to advance and strengthen public health, and Dr. Brian Castrucci is the president and CEO of the foundation. We talked to him about this poll, what it means, and what it could lead to going forward. Give a listen. So let's kind of start big picture. What did this recent poll tell us? Kind of give us the insight into to, to this poll. So what this poll shows us is that seven out of every 10 Americans understands that local health departments are important for us to achieve good community health. And it's not any one group. It's kind of everyone said that public health departments are important. You say it was everyone. Were there certain demographics that you really saw the the needle shift from one direction to the other? Absolutely. Uh, I think the, the most encouraging finding for me was Republicans in 2018, about 30 percent, said that local health departments were important for community health. In 2020, that's now 60 percent. So this kind of narrative that there's one group that, um, you know, are really opposed to masks and don't like governmental public health, that's a really small but vocal minority. And, and we need to leverage the fact that most Americans, Republican and Democrat, uh, they really believe in local public health. And, and we need to leverage that for better funding and, and really to strengthen our, our industry. That was kind of my next question. Could this kind of be an inflection point? public health that they can obviously we're in the middle of the pandemic you see this type of support can we see this turned into uh more funding becoming more visual stuff like that every year in this country we spend 700 billion dollars on defense and that's to protect us from foreign influence and foreign invasion but we've lost 180,000 american lives and 14 million people are out of work not because of a foreign invader but because of a virus Could you ever imagine sending soldiers to the front line of a battle without the tools that they need to win? But that's what we've done to local governmental public health. We have cut them every year, and and when we needed them most, they didn't have the resources to fight as well as they should have or wanted to. We talk about taking advantage of this support in this moment. I think one of the things that, I don't know if works against, but I'll use that term, works against public health is the more effective it is, the more invisible it tends to be. People forget, people take for granted, well, we don't need this because we don't have any problems. Well, you don't have any problems because it's working like it's supposed to be. So how much does that work against it, the, the fact that the, the more effective it is, the less you see it? That Clearly, you've done your research because that is the biggest challenge to public health. Right. When when someone puts out a fire, you can see the fire. When there's an invading force coming over the hill, you see the soldiers. You're absolutely right. When public health works, um, we don't get to see it. Right. It, it's preventing things from happening. Um, but I don't I, I've never been um, in a place that I've needed to have the police or I've never been in a place that I've needed to have the fire department come to my home. So but I still value them. And it's because we we acculturate. Our, our communities 
to understanding what those roles are. I mean, what do your kids play? They play teacher, they play, you know, fire chief, they don't play epidemiologist. What did, did this poll tell us anything beyond just stronger support for public health as you kind of dig down and look across tabs? Were there other things you can take away from this? Well, this poll also showed us that it wasn't just infectious disease response. It was across the board support for public health, environmental health, maternal child health, chronic disease support. And six out of 10 Americans said that they were willing to pay more taxes to support their local health departments. And so while, while I'm not saying we have to increase taxes tomorrow, but what I am saying is this is a major call to action for every elected official and every candidate that the 2020 election, which is 60 days away, is, is and should be an election about health. What are some things you would like to see? What are some things, if there are local government officials listening to this and they agree, and what would be some things that, that most municipalities, most cities could, could look at and, and implement and make everybody safer and better? Well, you are so fortunate in Philadelphia to have an amazing local health department run by Dr. Farley, who, who I'm fortunate to know, and he is beyond brilliant. We need to build upon the, the greatness that is in Philly already with the right policies that help to create a city where everyone has a chance to be healthy. And right now, we have a pandemic crisis wrapped in an unemployment crisis, wrapped in a hunger crisis, wrapped in a housing crisis. And, and we need to now have a, a thoughtful strategic plan about health. And what I want local officials to do is realize that health is the foundation of our community. And when it fails, almost nothing else works. And so we need to strategically prioritize the health of our communities. And that's what local officials need to do. Federal and state, they need to fund public health. They need to get money into the hands of your local health department to better support the health of all Philadelphians. How concerned are you about the money from a standpoint of financially, the economy is all over the place. Uh, a lot of cities, states are struggling to make ends meet. How concerned are you that even in the midst of a pandemic, public health, and I'm talking overall, not on a, so much on a local level, but that public health won't get what it needs despite all these blinking lights that people want it and we need it, but the cash just isn't there. Well, I mean, let me, let me raise the stakes a little bit. I think there's a possibility that we could have less public health infrastructure. The Economic Policy Institute has found that state and local governments could lose 5.3 million jobs by the end of 2021. You know, the, the tax base that funds our local governments is shrinking just because of COVID. And so we need federal dollars and federal assistance to ensure that we don't lose the, the critical people that we need in local governmental public health you know, during this pandemic. Could you imagine layoffs at our public health departments at, at the time of us fighting a pandemic? And even more importantly, as we start to talk about a vaccine, the vaccine distribution is going to be on the backs of every single one of those local health departments. And if we don't have the, the people there, this is this this, you know, push to getting the vaccine will go much slower. In your opinion, overall, do we and I'm the funding is another thing, but does our setup for public health, do we do it right? We in places where public health works, it's amazing. 
I mean, if you look at a place like Denver, right? Now, now it's interesting. Denver has a, a really healthy population. And because they have a healthy population, they're attracting more and more businesses, right? We do public health right, but, but we can't do it when you take out one of our legs, right? And so we've never really seen how effective we can be because we've never been funded fully. And that's something that we really need to think about. You know, the money's going to come. And it's not just the fast kind of initial influx of money. It has to be long and sustained funding. So after 9-11, we got a bunch of money for preparedness, but then we cut it, right? We have to make an investment. Again, when, when the, you know, you never talk about the foundation of your house until it cracks, until your house starts to slide. And then you have to make a decision. Do you do the quick fix or do you actually invest in the foundation? And we need to make a decision in this country to invest in the foundation of public health because without public health, there's no thriving economy. Kids can't get good grades in school. You don't do a good job at your workplace and you can you can barely even worship the way that you want it. And that brings me back to wrap up here to the, the point I made earlier that, you know, the better public health is, the harder it is to draw attention to it. So it's easy to, to push for the funding here in 2020. How would you make an argument 2022-2023? Let's hope that COVID-19 is in the rearview mirror and we know we have short memories for these types of things. How do you make an effective argument when things are relatively good on the public health frontier that we need to keep funding at level X so that we stay safe? So I think we have to remember, I mean, you you know, you know, guys are in Philly. I'm sure most of you listeners are Eagles fans. My wife is an Eagles fan. And so I watch the games every Sunday. And um, that's like, that's two stadiums full of people that are gone. We got to remember that, right? We have to remember what happened. We, this virus brought our economy, brought the, the greatest economy in the history of the world to a, a complete stop. And we need to keep remembering that. We need to keep that at the forefront of our minds, right? Because it is going to be easy to slide back. But this is why we need to vote health in 2020 so that we have elected officials who prioritize public health, who have a plan for creating a stronger public health infrastructure. If it stays in the minds of the voters, it'll stay in the minds of the electors. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 